Hi, and welcome to this episode of Our Guest Is, presented by My East Coast Experience Media in partnership with RBC. Our Guest Is introduces us to a resilient group of people typically called immigrants, but perhaps better described as entrepreneurs, community builders, and survivors. In each episode, we'll be hearing all about their journeys to Canada's East Coast in their own words. Today, our guest is Eris Hernandez. Thank you so much for joining us, Eris. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I just wanted to do a little background before we get into it. Um, you're originally from Mexico and you came to uh, Halifax in 2011. And you came to Canada at the age of 17 to finish high school, which I definitely want to talk about. Um, and you attended Mount St. Vincent University with a focus on business, tourism, and marketing. And you now work as an international student recruitment officer for the Mount correct? Yes. And you were honored as one of the most inspiring immigrants in Atlantic Canada in 2021. Aren't you like 12? Aren't you a little young to be inspiring? <laughs> I, I I don't know how I'm being so lucky to, to be able to be recognized to be one of the most important immigrants in, 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 in the Maritimes, actually. Uh, it has been a great opportunity for me to be able to learn from other folks as well that are inspiring to the community as well. And I think that I'm, I'm thankful and it helps me thrive as well to keep helping international students and immigrants across Nova Scotia and the Maritimes as well for them to be able to succeed. Yeah, that's great. And why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about your journey to Atlantic Canada and I mean, I, I do want to get into how you were 17 in high school and coming to, you know, a totally new place. But but let's just start from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I was very uh, lucky when my family was able to tell me, hey, you know what, there's an opportunity for you to be able to go to Canada and finish your grade 12. And, you know, uh, sometimes, unfortunately, the situations back home can be a little bit uh, difficult and dangerous in terms of safety. And so decided to actually, you know, come to Canada and actually study here grade 12. Um when, when I came over here, I was very comfortable. I felt safe. I felt that I belonged here. And so when I realized that that was an opportunity, I decided to take the courses that I needed for me to be able to graduate and go into university, right? So chemistry and English, you know, like English 12 and history. The and, fun and stuff. The fun <laughs> stuff that, I have, that you have to be able to take in order for you to uh, move into, into university. And so I came through uh, the Nova Scotia International Student Program, which it's called NSISP. And they, you know, uh, help international students come into the high school uh, system here in, in Nova Scotia for them to be able to have the experience and, of course, the education as well that they're looking for. So I was able to do that. And after that, when I realized that I did want to come back and I had my course, Courses already in the grades that I needed to pass. Although I have to tell you, chemistry was it was a challenge I in English. It was yeah. uh, I had to learn a lot of terminology that I had no idea <laughs> that existed even. And and so when that happened, um, I was able to go back home for a few months to be able to make some money. I was baking cookies. I learned so interesting fact. <laughs> I, uh, I, when I was here. Uh, with the host family that I was living, uh, they loved to bake and, and, you know, bake cookies specifically, right? Mm -hmm. So I did gain about 15, 20 pounds when I was here as an international <laughs> student, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But um, I learned how to make peanut butter cookies. And in mm -hmm. Mexico, we don't have a lot of peanut butter. is not a big thing, right? Okay. And so when I went back home, I kind of opened a little bakery. And so I was making 
cookies at 6 a.m. every day, and then I will bring them to my old school and to the other schools that I knew, and I will bring peanut butter cookies, and everyone will be like, oh, what is this? It's delicious. <laughs> Did anyone discover a uh, unknown peanut allergy maybe because of your cookies? <laughs> I thought about that after, to be honest, um, and thankfully there was no uh, allergies at that point, uh, but uh, it was a great experience for me to be able to make some money on the side and for me to be able to get ready to come to university because it can be, you know, coming from Mexico and the exchange to Canadian dollars, it can be a little bit more oh, expensive, yeah. right? So um, I was able to save up some money and then I came to university, to Mountain Beach University, a very proud alumni from, from the university. And um, ever since then, you know, I've been sticking around here. Mm. I completed my Bachelor of Business Administration at Mountain Beach University. And uh, once I was able to do that, I've been working a lot around the international uh, education world mm-hmm. uh, with international students in uh, private language school, with Edunova, uh, you know, with Dalhousie as well, in a sort of a different role and now with Mountain Beans University. Oh, excellent. And I mean, I think high school for anyone is a challenging time, so I can only imagine not being from here, you know, born and raised, and now you're just thrown into a high school environment at the most awkward age of anyone's life. And mm-hmm. and you experienced some cultural challenges when you arrived in Halifax. Can you elaborate on those challenges and maybe how heightened they were because you were so young compared to maybe someone immigrating here, you know, in their 30s with a family? Yeah, totally. Well, I think that there's a couple, there's a two components in, in my situation, right? So I'm, I'm very open and I'm openly gay. So I'm mm-hmm. part of the LGBTQ two plus community. I'm very proud of that. And at the same time, you know, I was an immigrant at that point and, and an international student. And when I arrived, I felt very safe in terms of, you know, I could, I could be whoever I wanted to in the high school in comparison mm-hmm. to back home, right? Mm-hmm. And there's very different uh, stages where, um, the acceptance uh, has happened. Now, in terms of, um, you know, friendships and, and, and making connections in high school was a little bit more challenging in, 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 in the way that everyone already had their own cliques. Everyone mm. already had their own little groups, right? And so I was hanging out mostly with the international students, which I love to do because I, you know, we were able to bunch. We were in the same sort of boat. Everyone came mm from different country by themselves to to study here in a completely different language sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so having that experience helped us, uh, you know, bond really well. But at the same time, we wanted to have that Canadian, you know, student experience. And so the the international, the NSISP, Nova Scotia International Student Program, has a body program. And now they have many other type of programs that help integrate that, have, have that bridge between international students and Canadian students, which is fantastic. And so during my time, we had the body program, and, and it was actually very helpful because um, I was able to make a couple of friends, and, you know, we will hang out. And still, you know, it wasn't as much of the, the the socialization that you will see in movies and right. whatnot, right? Dawson's Creek and all that. Exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, I understand as well that it's reality and sometimes that cannot happen. So um, we were able to, we push ourselves to to make Canadian friends. And I remember talking to my my other Mexican friends will be, okay, you know, on Tuesday, we are going to try and find a new friend, a new Canadian oh. friend. And, you know, we will try to challenge ourselves to, to and put the effort to be able to do that. And so sometimes we will succeed, sometimes we wouldn't and again it's just because there's, there's already that click right and I think that the biggest change for me was feeling very comfortable and, and, and very safe being myself uh, mm-hmm. in, in Canada and, and being who I want to be not having to hide that I'm gay mm-hmm. not having to hide that I'm you know um, a proud uh, member of the community as well. 
And you mentioned the safety aspect of it too. So where you grew up in Mexico, you didn't think you could be safely, openly gay. So can you share that experience of growing up there and, and how you were feeling, realizing your sexuality and how different it felt, you know, when you came to Halifax? Totally. I, I mean, when when I realize, you know, when I you start having those thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. When you're very young, 11, 12. And, and so I'm like, hey, I'm different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm it's not that I'm not normal. Everyone is normal. I'm just different in the way that I love and I care. And so when I when I started having those feelings, I realized other people as well and the way that they interact with others and, you know, from walking past churches and, and, and how people will interact with each other. And I'm like, if I interact with these people, how will they react knowing that I'm different, mm-hmm. right? And so I started knowing more people uh, in, in, in my city in Mexico and, you know, not feeling very comfortable for me to be able to be open. And I wasn't open until I left to my three best friends who were very supportive and I love. Uh, shout out to them. Um, <laughs> but uh, in terms of safety, uh, if people knew that you were gay, you will be bullied. You will be, especially in the high school that I was in, you know, the environment is very much so male dominant and, and, and very religious as well to a certain extent where you learn about, you know, uh, uh, the, the religious faith. Catholic? Yes, yeah, okay. Catholic, yeah. So it, as a private school, there's a lot of that aspect. Mm. And so I, I did feel not safe and not comfortable for me to be able to share who I was um, until the last minute that I left. And I'm like, okay, I'm gay, bye. So, <laughs> um, but uh, in, in all honesty, there is a lot, of, uh, a lot of people like that that are not able to be themselves. And that is just within the concept of the community that I was around it. I'm, you know, if you were talking to public in general and, and, and safety in Mexico is just not safe for you to be um, gay because you will be targeted. You will mm-hmm. be targeted for assault. You will be targeted for robbery and so and so on and so forth as well. In my city specifically, Mexico City, completely different story. But, you know, I'm, I'm from the southeast of the country in the Gulf okay. of Mexico and in Veracruz. So, you know, there's, a, of course, there has been a lot of progress uh, in terms of how people are accepting it. But still, there's a, it's a religion-heavy country, which I respect. Everyone has their beliefs, and that, that's fantastic. Um, and, and there will be some times where people will not feel safe to be out just because of who they are. And you had mentioned previously that you felt like you had to be macho. I mean, what was that like to just struggle with what you have to be on the outside compared to what's going on on the inside? Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, the interesting part about this as well is that, you know, everyone in the community has a different personality, right? And and I think that, you know, when I, I'm talking like myself right now and I'm who I am right now, um, but sometimes when you when you're young and you're trying to discover who you are, you find, uh, you know, people around you or you try to see someone or look uh, look out for someone that might be able to be your guidance. Mm. And so, you know, when, when you are trying to find who you are in the community, you don't know how you want to act. You don't know mm. if you are comfortable to say, you know, I'm gay or whatnot uh, in the, in the, around people. And so... I always had to be, you know, with my friends who's like, hey, what's up, bro? And, you know, kind of those things, which I'm, I mean, I, I don't use the word bro, to oh, be honest. Good. Good but to know. yes, <laughs> no, I don't. Just to clarify to everyone on this podcast. But um, in terms of, you know, feeling that I had to act mm. 
someone that I wasn't, uh, it was it was really difficult for my safety, for the friendship that I had, because I didn't want to be outcasted as well. Yeah, or people to kind of go, what's going on with him? Or, yeah. you know, that maybe you have to feel like you have to explain, uh, explain or divert attention away from who what's going on inside, yeah. right? And there were multiple times that that happened, mm-hmm. right? And so you're just like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's all good. You know, I'm just... And, and, and that, that's where, you know, a lot of... Uh, depression, anxiety, and everything will happen as well, right? And, and you're trying to deal with those challenges on top of the other challenges that you have as someone who is trying to find who they are as, as a gay person. Yeah, and going to into the depression topic, and I did read that you had mentioned during your first year as a student at the Mount, you struggled through dark times. Can you share a little bit about what was going on at that time? Yeah, well, uh, one of the things that happens is... As an international student, like I mentioned, during high school and any education that you go through, it can be challenging because you are isolated to a certain extent. When you first arrive, you know, although as welcoming as, as Mountain Vincent is and any other university, you know, you still find yourself not being able to have someone right away to be able to trust. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to be able to make those connections, right? And um, thankfully, you know, Mountain Vincent University has amazing supports and I'm not I'm not biased. I, I truly love the team that works there at the International Center because they became my family. They became the people that I was able to talk to. And it takes time to be able to build that trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it happened for me, you know, within within months and I was very appreciative. But at the same time, I arrived in January. And so, you know, there was a, a small orientation and, and I, I met a, a few other students, which was fantastic. But at the same time, it was during winter. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're here, arriving trying to make connections it's really hard so i i do remember that it was it was challenging to to be able to make those connections but thankfully you know after i will say a couple of months i felt really i i felt started to be welcome into mountain beans university and i knew that i belonged to that university at that point and you were seeking some counseling too and and what what doors did that open for you? Yeah, well, to clarify, I'm, and I'm very open to say that during my four years, I see canceling, and that is just because of depression and anxiety. It's a, you know, it's, it's a disease that is that is there in your mind, right? And so with all medications and everything, it's, it's great help, but at the same time, it's always good to have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 I sought uh, counseling for that entire time, and it was just a good way for me to be able to not bottle things up to talk from studies, personal life, professional life, anything that was going on in my life for mm-hmm. me to be able to talk about it. Um, and that helped a lot. And understanding as well that I wasn't the only one because I did feel, oh man, like I'm, you know, I'm gay. I'm, you know, an international student. I'm going through studies, you know, like it's it's in a different language. Like I felt that it was just a lot of stress. And yeah. so talking to someone uh, in the counseling helped me not compartmentalize that. And at the same time, it helped me understand as well that, you know, it's not that they will disclose, hey, you know, there's, I just had a student that had the same (laughs) situation. It's just, you know, like, you're not the only one. They will let you know that you're not the only one going through these. And although everyone is in a different boat, um, you know, they they still are going through some challenges as well. And so, so somehow that makes you feel okay. Mm-hmm. that you're not the only one struggling and so you relate to these strangers that you don't know. Mm-hmm. 
you currently work as an international student recruitment officer at the Mount. And we were mm-hmm. talking about this before the mics went live. Uh, tell us a little about your role. I know you were just in the Caribbean. We're <laughs> so jealous of you right now. Um, so, you know, tell us about the role and why it's important to have international student recruitment officers at university, especially for Atlantic Canada. Yeah. Well, I think that international uh, student recruitment officers truly are a... I call myself the website, uh, the mountainbeansuniversity.ca website, <laughs> like on, on wheels kind of thing, yeah. right? Because I I have to learn everything that is on the website for me to be able to tell the students and help them. And so we are more more than anything a guide. Every uh, recruitment officer out there is a guide for the students to be able to ask any questions, to understand what kind of program they're able to complete in the university that they want to, to accomplish. And I think that one of the things that I really do like about Nova Scotia, and I'm not trying to to sell here in Nova Scotia, but I, I am at the same time, uh, is, you know, we are, we have this collegiality between all of the universities to be able mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone is successful uh, and the students are successful when they come over here and also that, you know, we help each other when we're on the road as well to be able to say, you know, hey, Manson University has this program, Dalhousie has this program, St. Mary's University has this program. You know, like we, we work together to make sure that we're bringing, uh, you know, students to uh, to Nova Scotia for them. And at the same time in the Maritimes as well, because UPEI and many other institutions from around the Maritimes are here, are, are you know, have international recruiters as well. So, like I said, it's important for us to be there because sometimes when you're in country, you want to have that connection Online, as much as I love the technology that we have been able to develop over the past few years, um, nothing beats to be able to talk to a student and their parents Mm one-on-one and be able to tell them, you know, we have these programs, the student is going to feel safe on campus, you know, we have security, we have everything that they want to know for them to be able to have that conversation um, in person versus online. It's. I imagine a parent would be pretty nervous, Yes. you know, not just your kids going to university in general, but... Bye. You know, you're yeah. going on a plane and I don't know when I'll see you again. And exactly. what is that city like? Yeah. So yeah. to meet you must be a bit of a relief. Yeah, totally. And and I, I do have to say that it helps that I have that experience as well as an international student and letting them know that, you know, it's it's okay. It's 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 a look cool, at me. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like it's it, they will be able to succeed. There's yeah. opportunities for them. And and you know, like Nova Scotia is thriving right now in many ways in the, in the education world, in the you know, professional sector, there's a lot of stuff happening on the IT sector as well. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunities that are that that are possible for international students. And I think that that's where you know i'm able to tell the students you know i was like yourself i was like mm-hmm. you many many years ago <laughs> but at the same time i want to let them know that there's an opportunity for them to be able to succeed in nova scotia and and, and uh, many of them do feel inspired yeah. to to feel that have you met in your travels uh any other lgbtq2 plus potential international students that you know i don't know if they would have that be comfortable enough to have that conversation with you in those sort of expo situations where you're standing at a booth um, and talking about how great the mount is is that something that comes up in conversation Mm -hmm. and where you have the opportunity to say i know exactly what you're going through and don't worry it's going to be okay yeah well i uh, to be honest there was uh, the countries that i visited it might not be as accepting if Mm. we could say um 
but at the same time, there was one situation that I did see a student where they come and, and they say, hey, I've done a lot of research on Mountain Beach University. I really like it. I think that it's very, you know, like it's very cool, the, program, the, the, the steps that are taking forward to make sure that it's an accessible uh, institution as well as, you know, there's a lot of equality and, and whatnot uh, that is available for, for students. Mm-hmm. And so I... Uh, they did ask, uh, the student asked, you know, like, is the school LGBT plus friendly? Like I have seen on the website and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, I, I felt a, on a very personal note, I felt very relieved when the mm-hmm. student was able to ask that in a country where it is not accepting, mm-hmm. where it is not safe for them to be able to be who they are. So I, I related a lot with them. Good. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good experience for me to be able to have a conversation and let them know that they can be safe mm-hmm. at Mountain Beach University. So yeah, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm yeah, trying not to hear because I, you know, the struggle is real. I guess you know, I know people say that and they try to be funny, but I, you know, you you put yourself in someone else's shoes and especially a young kid and in, in maybe a situation like that, and you just think how horrifying and why can't we all be tolerant and, you know, sharing that experience with them must change their life. Even if they don't come here to study, yeah. just, just to talk to you and know like that classic, it's going to be okay. It yeah. is going to be okay. You know, yeah. if you move away, <laughs> exactly. you know, if you come to Canada, Atlanta, Canada and study and, and talk to people like you. Yeah. yeah. That's very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, with, with steps that can be taken to ensure that LGBTQ2 plus international students and immigrants can feel safe and welcome in Canada. What steps do you think can be taken? Are, are we doing okay here or do you think there can be more done? Well, that's, that's a, it's something that it's tricky for me to answer because mm-hmm. I do not know in general what other institutions might be doing or, you know, like mm-hmm. in general, the government, you know, internally, but what I can tell you, it's, you know, attending Pride this year for the first time after COVID. Yeah. It made me feel like, it felt me. It made me feel alive. It made me feel that, you know, there is supports out there, that there is um, opportunities for people to be who they are. And the most important part is for immigrants to come to Nova Scotia and to Atlantic Canada and to realize that they can be who they want to be. And if they want to be proud of it, that they can do so as well. It took me a very long time for me to feel comfortable to say I'm gay in front of a microphone in a podcast. But at the same time, I know that this is exactly what helps others. And hopefully I will be able to help someone out there that is an immigrant in the Maritimes that Mm -hmm. is struggling with being gay. Um, So, like, I want to be that inspiration for them to say that it's okay for you to be gay. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for you to be part of the queer community, whoever you choose to love. And you had you know, experience with counseling, do you think that it is easy for, you know, openly gay international students to seek and access counseling? Or is there maybe a a barrier there for them, whether it's mentally or just it's not available? Right. Uh, I I believe that every institution will have the supports available in the Maritimes. And I think that it's something that definitely international students who, who, uh, identify as part of the queer community it's something that they should definitely seek out because you know even though they think that 
you know, there's always, you know, in different cultures, there's always a different perspective when it comes to psychiatry, psychology, counseling, because there is the stigma of, mm -hmm. like, if you need that, it's because you're in a really bad mental yeah. state and you're going to be judged with that. So that's another thing as well, understanding that here in Canada, it's very normal to talk about going to a psychologist and yeah. talking about anxiety and depression. And, and, and I we have, we are still breaking the stigma but since I arrived, it has changed a lot. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I think that uh, the students that are struggling should definitely seek that help, even though your mental, in your mind, you're telling yourself that you are doing something that is going to ruin your life. It's not. It's going to actually improve your quality of life. Yeah, like something you should be ashamed of. Exactly. And you're so right. I feel like maybe because of the pandemic, where we put a an increased attention on mental health. Like, mm -hmm. now, you know, you're isolated because you have to stay at home and, you know, you have to work from home and, and all of those challenges. And it is sort of, it has changed. Oh, I feel like in the last three years, it's definitely been a more of a conversation about, oh, I'm going to my therapist today. Oh, I had a therapist appointment today. Almost like yeah. going to the dentist. You exactly. Know, it's, and it's kind of funny how the shame is melting away yeah. a lot. So back to your passion for connecting with people, you know, here when you moved here, uh, when you came back to attend university, and, and now you have this passion for connecting immigrants to their new community in Atlantic Canada, you know, if they come here as a student, um, what kind of support did you receive as you made Halifax your new community? Ooh, um, there was, in every stage that I went through, whether it was high school, whether it was, you know, uh, university, whether it was you know, now as, as a professional, uh, there has been multiple types of supports. And so I will start in high school. Mm -hmm. um, you know, high school was very helpful for me to be able to have a conversation with my uh, homestay coordinators. There will be people that I will be able to trust. And also my homestay, they were lovely and they, I really appreciated their support and their love and care. Then, you know, in, in, in university, um, the International Education Center was some like they just gave me the push and, and I have to say, and again, I'm not biased, but Mountain Beach University made me who I am today. And I'm grateful forever because without them and the people that were working there at the time and the people that became my mentors during, you know, like during the hardest times of my studies and professional mm -hmm. life and stress and everything that was going on, they helped me understand how to set up a business. They helped me understand how to be able to be successful. They helped me be part of the international student community and the international student society and learn about other cultures as well. Because coming from Mexico, I wasn't exposed to many Indian students or many, you know, like many Chinese students. And so this time I, I was able to make some of my closest friends are now from other type of their cultures and learning about their cultures and experiences, you know, it's what made me open my eyes much more. And, um, you know, there was also a Dunova with the study and state program when I graduated, about to graduate with Mountain Beach University. And of course, being part of that project may help me a lot make connections. And so it's it's a cycle, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's, a, it's a cycle where now that I'm a professional, I'm trying to give back to the community and mm -hmm. help as much as I can. Um, because now as a professional, you know, I still received a lot of support from the International Education Center at Mountain Beach University and from Edunova and from other organizations as well where I will seek help for me to be able to understand what processes I need to be able to apply for permanent residency and everything that has to do with immigration, which is another monster in yeah. itself. <laughs> another sometimes. stress, yeah. Another big stress as yeah. well. Um, but now I'm, I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Uh, the, the 
the immigrants, especially the, the LGBTQ2 plus mm -hmm. immigrants. And anytime that I meet anyone out there that is part of the community, I'm like, hey, you know, like, I know these people, I know that people, I'm going to try to connect you. And I send email introductions and I, you know, try to make coffee happens and, mm -hmm. you know, like job sharing as well. It's, it's something that I try to do because I was there and I know how hard it can be to be able to find a job. And uh, it's important to have those connections because that's, the Maritimes, we're known for that. We're known for the connection making and as we know a lot of the jobs are you know like not promoted on mm. online and they're not you know outspoken they're just by connections yeah which yeah. even born being born and raised in canada it's all about who you know right yes. and you know to put yourself in the shoes of someone who was not born and raised here an immigrant an international student is like well the, there's a huge challenge there yeah um what made you stay in halifax well, I, I have to say it's been home now for 11 years. It reminds me of home because of the, the harbor, the beautiful views that we have right now, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and, and at the same time, I just feel that there is a a feeling of community, a feeling of it's a big city yet a small city yes. where everyone knows each other. And I think that there, there, is, uh, there is a really good concept of just feeling safe. Mm -hmm. And so... Well, I'd love to experience another city at some point in my life, maybe. Yeah. And, I, and I'm open to, to the ideas. Um, I don't like big cities, to be honest. I want to be part of somewhere where I can contribute mm. and um, not just be part of another giant concrete jungle kind of thing. Yeah. What does your family think? I mean, have they visited you? Do you go back often? Are they surprised at what your, you know, the last 11 years has has unfolded for you? Yeah, it's it's uh, it can be challenging because I am by here by myself, right? Mm -hmm. My family, it's everyone is in Mexico still, and so I try to see them. And you know, like as a divorced family, it can be a little bit tricky for me to organize everything that has to do with seeing everyone. But uh, thankfully, my dad did make it a few years ago to to visit for my graduation. So that was a very emotional trip for all of us, and it was the first time for him to come to Canada. So he got the taste of uh, of winter oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So that was that was a good experience for him but um, I'm I'm thankful that after COVID I'm realizing that family is important and mm -hmm. as they age of course mm -hmm. you know at, at an advanced age uh, my dad you know I want to make sure that I'm there for him as well and hopefully I'll be able to see the rest of my family as well soon. Excellent. Based on your experience as an international student and now you're here you know permanently as a resident why should an international student study here in Atlanta Canada and why do you think it's important for our region to attract international students and immigrants to live here because I you know that's an ongoing challenge right is to not only make it inviting for international students to study here but please stay yes. <laughs> please make a difference in our community and yeah. you know why is that important right well in my opinion I think that there is a big um, opportunity for international students and immigrants to be able to succeed here. We we need people. Yeah. <laughs> Desperately, <laughs> we could say, I think. Um, I think that there is a lot of demand on that. And so there is opportunities. There is new businesses, new, new organizations, firms that are coming to Nova Scotia and to in, into the region as well that are setting up shop here. And they need people as well. Mm. Uh, and the, there is a demand for it. I also think that there is a really good opportunity for our for the region to explore more about 
other cultures. And yeah. I, that's one thing that I love about Canada is that we're really multicultural. We're a, a, a multicultural nation. And so there is a, a good opportunity for, you know, remote areas of of the area of the region in the Maritimes for them to be able to understand that, you know, hey, there's another culture other than, you know, uh, what do you what do you have experienced for the past 40 yep. years, 50 years? Yep. And, and, and I think that this is a really good uh, way of exposing them to, safely to to mm-hmm. another world essentially for them um so there's the benefit of the cultural sharing there's the benefit of you know the economical share uh, the economical benefit as well with all of the organizations that are coming in and the talent that is going to be coming in as well and i think that it just enhances our communities like mm-hmm. we, i feel that there and, and i don't know because i don't have a lot of friends that have babies and kids but mm-hmm. you know i i think that there's uh, it, when a family comes over here with kids, it enriches the the life of other oh, yeah. non-immigrant kids because they will learn about those cultures at that point. And I do remember having a conversation with one of my colleagues, you know, like their kids have, you know, like friends that are from Nigeria and everything. Yeah. And they talk about how cool it is for them, like from back home, especially as a, at a young age, you're already exposing them to another culture. And I think that that's so important because mm-hmm. truly, like I, I am true believer that, Traveling and learning about other cultures is the best way to relate to others and and connect with our community. Building and tolerance too. Building tolerance, yeah. building understanding, patience. Mm-hmm. You know everything, every, all of the values that you need in life to be able to succeed. You will be learning them through traveling, through the cultural exposure exposures that you will receive. Mm-hmm. If you could redo your immigration to Canada, whether we're looking at you know, coming to high school as as the prime example, or when you return to attend university, what's one thing that you would change? Both situations or either or situations? Wow. Well. Well. <laughs> I, I actually don't think that I will change anything because it has made me who I am. Mm. And if I were to decide something... The only thing that I will change is coming one year earlier, like to do grade 11 mm-hmm. um, instead of only grade 12, because, you know, I I had English, but it wasn't like this. <laughs> like I wasn't able to have right. conversations like these whatsoever. And okay. so for me to have to take chemistry 12 and all of the courses that I needed to be able to enter university, that was that, that was challenging. Right. So um, coming one year earlier for me to also adapt to potentially be part of those uh, groups that are already happening in high school, uh, yeah. you know, it would have helped a little bit. But at the same time, I think that my journey has been the best thing that has happened to me, and I'm very thankful for it and every single person that has impacted my life. And you went to two different high schools. I did, yes. In one year? Yes. What what happened? What was I just, like? I needed to, there was a course that I needed to take in another high school for me okay. to be able to meet the requirements to go to Madison Beans University. I mean, so. that, again, is a challenge in itself. It was, New yes. people, new teachers, yes. new hallways, new locker combinations. Yeah. <laughs> new homestay, new everything. It yeah. Was, it, was, uh, it was challenging for sure, but at the same time, I think that... Uh, already the challenge of coming to a brand new country, I was like, well, why throw another challenge right. in here. Why not? <laughs> I love challenges. <laughs> that shows. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Eris. And thank you to everyone joining us today for this episode of Our Guest Is. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you subscribe. You can find us on myeastcoastexperience.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube. 
Plus, don't forget you can follow my East Coast experience on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thanks again and hope you join us for our next episode.